Are you stressed and filled with anxiety like I am? Maybe in a bit of pain from that car accident you had a few years ago? Well, the sponsor of today's episode, Hempville CBD, has us covered. They have the highest quality products created by chemists and doctors. Hempville carries everything from CBD to THC dispensary grade without those despicable dispensary prices. Order your Delta 8, 9, edibles, and vapes along with the THCA flower and get free shipping when you spend $50 or more at HempvilleCBD.com. Check out the link in the description for more details. Welcome to the Filmesteins, the double feature podcast. Join us as we unravel the interwoven experience of the continuous conversation of cinema. Take part in pairing movies with their cursed counterparts, movies that share DNA, or even pairing questionable duos by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash Filmesteins. We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $5 tier will grant the ability to request films to further the discussion. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready to join the 100-year conversation. This is the Filmesteins, where movies are more than just entertainment. They're inexperienced. They're inexperienced. You, you, you. And welcome back to another episode of the Film of Steins. Thank you for joining us today. I am joined today by my friend who lives under a bridge, Lucy. Didn't you already use that one for Trouble Hunter? Oh, shit. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of the Film of Steins. Some recent episodes include... Our first episode of our new sub-series covering rumors and different topics in the film industry. The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snacks, District 9, Moonlight, and If Bill Street Could Talk. A little bit of Barry Jenkins there for you. But today we are discussing True Art, Trolls, Band Together, directed by Walt Dorn. And the only reason I really say that is because he's directed all three of these films, which is, I think, very odd. Right? Mm, yes. Must be somewhat of his, his uh, brainchild. And I also don't like that it says based on good luck trolls. The, the toy, I guess. Aren't the trolls based off of those? The, the movies based off the toys? Well, the trolls. Inspiration. Yeah, but are they? Like, they are, okay, but are they? They don't really look anything like them except that they have big hair, but they don't really have the same proportions. There's no story to the toy, right? So, like... Can, is it fair to say it's based off of these toys? No, uh-uh. not unless the toys had a similar plot line to anything, really, whether right? it's the first one to the third one. Yeah, I think it's a little disingenuous. Maybe inspired the... Aesthetically? Uh, yeah. Hardly still. I mean, I mean, it's just the hair. That's Right, right. That's it. I'm totally on the same page. <clears throat> yeah, but the uh, new Trolls movie is out. I did not know we were going to cover this until we started watching this. And then especially after you told me that you liked the first Trolls, I was like, okay, I guess we're covering this movie. <laughs> <laughs> did not anticipate that, but uh, it all it all works out because I've never really sat down and paid attention to Trolls 1 or 2. I think I like 2 more, but you said you like 1 more. I like 1 the best. So I'm not, I'm, so I'm just a little, maybe I should sit down and actually watch those with my full attention but i'm happy to report back on trolls 3 that it's actually decent i'm i'm very surprised that this movie is pretty good this movie is cute mm -hmm. it's funny it's 
it's even a little clever at various points. But again, it's not my favorite Trolls. Definitely not my favorite DreamWorks. Oh, no way, yeah. Not my favorite animated movie that came out this year. For sure, yeah. So, it's it's okay. I fully expected this movie to be terrible, along the lines of Teenage Kraken. Yeah, I think I agree with you that the expectations for this movie were pretty low, especially how just thirds in general tend to be. Yeah, sure, yeah. Some of the weaker ones out of a series. But yeah, it was surprisingly cute for me. It was okay. It was surprisingly okay. Is it me or does it feel like more of a proper sequel to the first one? I'm not sure the second one really fits into all of this. Yeah, me either. I haven't watched it in a while. Well, man, what did you think of Trolls Band Together? Are you sold on them reaching into you know our pockets our back pockets of boy bands because it seems to be it seems to talk a little less to kids of today and more of people in their late 20s going into their 30s see i wasn't sure who the audience target for this was yes because it's still a little kiddish for it to have been us the you know 20 year olds of today but they're also referencing NSYNC and some of the NSYNC songs, apparently. But we're not the NSYNC audience. We're, I, I think, we're a little bit too young mm. for NSYNC. We are of the Justin Timberlake. You know, he was by himself already. Oh, I see. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like it's for, I don't want to say a whole generation above us. But maybe like the 35-year-olds plus. But again, I'm not I'm not sure. Because the NSYNC cameo at the end didn't really speak to me. It was more like, hey, I think that's NSYNC. I think that's what they're doing here. <laughs> and then re- reading into it, it was like, okay, yeah, that that's them. So I don't know. I'm a bit confused about that. Yeah, I've never really paid attention to boy bands in any form at any point in time or any members. So I... I was like, oh, they're trying to talk to us, our our, our generation, but I wasn't really sure. I felt, like, I felt like they were trying to communicate with us, but I couldn't really get a grasp on exactly what, so I thought it was kind of cute. It's still kind of cute, and it seems a little odd to be in this movie because that focus of the just the boy band, the 90s boy band thing with all the sexual innu- innuendos is is weird. At least, I mean, in far, as far as this a kid's movie goes. Yeah, it's... Don't get me wrong, I do appreciate some of the cleverness behind it. Which, I'm sure this quote that I'm about to say is probably everywhere on the internet regarding this movie. But when, they're, when they say, we're not in sync anymore, we've gone from boys to men, and now there's only one direction for us to go, the back streets. Which is funny. But then I kept seeing it everywhere, and I'm like, okay. They knew what they had there. Oh, yeah, sure. And, you know, okay, all right, I'll go I'll go for the jokes. And then some of the more adult jokes that I didn't even get, you had to explain those to me. But that, that's not saying anything about the movie. That was just me, my uh, naiveness. <laughs> like the joke that um, Bridget tells about she only expected one of them to be tied up tonight i was like what why would what and then you explained it and i was like oh whoa that's kind of (laughs) dirty 
So that was fun. That yeah. was fun. It's even weirder that she's played by Zoe Deschanel. That just makes it all that much more unsettling. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why the... are these jokes in this movie? I yeah, don't know. That's, that's true. <laughs> it unsettles yeah. me. Yeah, and I wasn't a fan of the music selection in this movie. I just didn't think they flowed together. I don't think they were very cohesive. You have stuff from NSYNC to Lizzo. I mean, ah, you weren't. You obviously weren't going for modern. Mm-hmm. No theme really, no other, theme. other than that being pop music. Yeah. Of the time of oh. their whatever time. Exactly. Yeah, it seemed like they really just picked a song to fit what was happening on some level. It almost felt like it was trying to tap into that musical nature, uh, at least a lot more than the other two. I was like, is this, this is, the other ones aren't musical. They have like music numbers in them, but they're not, it, you know, like you kind of said before, the song isn't explaining what's happening or in people's minds at that moment mm-hmm. in the other ones. And it is here. It's yeah. Like, that's kind of. It's kind of fun. Is it fun? Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's a little much. It's a little, it's like when you eat way too much sugar and then you just don't feel good, <laughs> which kind of fits this movie, really. So it's like, it's just a lot of that, which makes it very self-aware and knowing what it is, I guess, which I appreciate. I don't know, because you have also the It's Electric song, which is, it's a, um it, I I believe it's kind of like the old version of the cha-cha slide or the Cupid shuffle, like one of those songs that people play at events to get people up and dancing because there's a specific choreography to it. So you have that song with I don't I don't know. I just I wasn't there for the music selection. It was it was a lot. But I think some of the jokes and kind of the intent behind what they're doing here brings this movie up for me. Because they also make a joke about um, when Crimp, their little assistant person, she says that she can finally put her master's degree in engineering to use. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That was funny. That's a very specific joke to someone who's been to like an engineering college. To... Yes, I loved it. Someone knows. I'm all for <laughs> making fun of engineers and uh, biologists. Yeah, so course, I really course. appreciated that. I guess if we're on the topic of jokes, we got to talk about the the overarching like meta joke that I'm not really sure how I feel about, but I'm, I'm glad there is some element of self-awareness because you can't have too much self-awareness, really. It can be cringe, but more, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry, I guess. But the fact that Velvet was played by Amy Schumer, and of course, Velvet's whole thing is stealing talent from others. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's really funny, I think, I want to laugh at it, that Amy Schumer is playing this character because Amy Schumer's famous for stealing other jokes in her stand-up comedy. She's basically made it her thing. You know, it's like when she says a joke, you got to fact check her. You got to look through all the many hundreds of thousands of comedians there have been out there and find out where she got it from. And then you you bingo card it. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. She has to be self-aware enough, right, to to get that, that she's that's she's the butt of the joke, right? I hope so. Because <laughs> <laughs> if she's not, I guess that makes it even funnier. <laughs> For the sake of her intelligence, though, I hope she does get it. <laughs> Damn. So I do 
like that. And I don't want to investigate it too much because I don't know if I find, if I get any kind of answers, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about it, you know? So I'm just going to enjoy it. Yes, yes, for sure. And very similar to that is, I believe there's another kind of subliminal underlying joke there with um, both Justin Timberlake and Camila Cabello coming from bands that broke up. And here we have the bands breaking up. So I wonder if there's there's something there or not. I mean, I could just be reading into it. Yeah, is Justin Timberlake saying that he wishes the band never broke up? <gasps> is that what this is? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Although I doubt it because, I mean, he had a lot of success back in the I'm um, bringing sexy back era. Yeah, yeah, sure. And maybe he's just going through a little bit of a nostalgic midlife crisis. Yeah, I mean, he's probably old as fuck now. <laughs> not that old justin timberlake is 42 (laughs) (laughs) i think most of our listenership is between 35 and 45 oh shit he's still so young (laughs) and beautiful (laughs) how did you feel about the animation here not only the overall animation that we have in this trolls franchise but also the um bit of dot animation we got and um some of that i don't know what else to call it but drug animation when he pushes the button and it looks like everyone's all yeah, psychedelic like, yes animation. uh the normal trolls animation is it's kind of like the minions animation where you just like it it's good and it's really tight animation there's nothing wrong with it but it's ugly as fuck uh-huh, it's ugly. It's just wow. it's it it feels like a lot of animation kind of has this flavor of like we're going to appeal to this very specific demographic to the nth degree. Like Ren and Stimpy, you know, we're going to appeal to the gross 13-year-old boys out there like no one's business. And you know, they may have, but I like that animation better one because it's hand drawn, but and two it's just it fits my an aesthetic that just I guess speaks to me. It's kind of a problem we were running into with if Bill Street could talk actually where there's this level of production within it that's hard not to admire. Of course, if you're an animator and you see this, this is the shit, man. You wish you could get a budget to be able to do something like this, you know? So it's it's cool in one way, but in the I but it's ugly as fuck to me overall. You know, I don't I don't like looking at it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of floats into that area kind of pixar kind of hits into that area a little bit too and the psychedelic animation is weirdly placed in this movie of course it's it's just another one of those elements you're just like what is this movie where is this movie what is this movie targeted to yeah it almost made me feel like they got a little too inspired by the new puss in boots movie but that can't be right (laughs) no i mean they sure they could because that when did that come out a year ago a year ago okay maybe then especially little sections like that they Mm -hmm. trying to trying to flavor it up just a little bit sure but they didn't do it super well (laughs) that's not this kind of movie not to say that psychedelic looking stuff needs to be in or should be only in certain stories or whatever but it's it makes this movie weirder than it already is like there's just a lot of weird things going on here and then 
I guess that reminds me of Poppy and Branch's relationship. It just doesn't feel like a kids movie relationship. It feels like there's a I don't know. There's a weird tension there. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna say sexual, but I don't know. Uh, with these jokes, yeah, I don't it's know. just it's weird feeling. I'm just which I'm I'm here for. I, I'm sold on this movie. I don't love this movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, this yeah, movie's yeah. not. I would never rewatch this movie. I would never recommend this movie. But this movie tries to be something it's it's so i appreciate it like that yeah for sure um i do like some of the crafty elements we get with this animation with the whole trolls animation really there's a lot of arts and crafts element to it like you you see the felt of their clothes or like poppy's headband or whatever you 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 see those details which i i appreciate that and there's a lot of glitter everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, okay, you know, it's also a kid's movie, so that kind of makes sense. Everyone throw- throwing up glitter or whatever, however glitter is being used here. I don't know, glitter is annoying to work with. So it, it was just funny that it's here in this film and there's a lot of glitter. But um, other than that, I don't think there's anything crazy special about it. Do you like the story of the original better where it's kind of this weird investigation? It's got some weirdness to it, too, of course. The second one probably does, too. I just can't remember the story as much. But the first one is roughly about not letting something control your happiness, where you can find happiness from within. Yes. I like that the first movie has a point, first of all, which I can't find the point here in this movie. And I like that there's also a tone. A lot of the movie is very somber. You know, we have Branch, first of all, in the first movie, that he's he's a down-in-the-dumps dude. I mean, he's, he's dark. He doesn't fit in with the other trolls. He's got a bunker ready to go. I mean, I, I like that. It's, and it's, then, it's kind of weird he becomes a main character, main main character. Like, arguably, the show becomes about him. Yeah. And I like that Poppy is very positive and she's very energetic and they clash, of course, they're opposites, opposites attract. I I see the romance that they're trying to do here, but it's also a little forced in this third movie. Not forced as in, whoa, we didn't see that coming, but we didn't see them do that kind of stuff in the first one. We didn't see them do that kind of stuff in the second one. Why all of a sudden now in the third one we're watching trolls kissing? <laughs> but I mean that's that's one thing, but that was weird because you, based off of what kind of movie it is, how the trolls behave and stuff, you you basically take the hugging as kissing as the romance. Mm-hmm. So that is a weird step to take. But at the same time, you know you have to let your imagination kind of take hold with the in-between sections of each of the movie, you know, in between the first, second, in between two and three, where they're de- where each relationship kind of develops or something happens, you know? If it's something chaotic happens, like Branch and Poppy break up, we obviously need a little bit of that, but, other, you know, the relationship developing a little bit more, you know, you'd expect that to happen with some time in between, when some time was in between, right? I assume so. Because, I mean, the... I guess not an awful lot of time because, what, by the end of the first one, 
Bridget and the king are hooking up. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're planning the wedding. So what? Potentially 12 months? Sure. So, you know, some time yeah. happened in between. I, I guess it brings the question, like, where the fuck is... Where the fuck does the second one fit into this? I'm not sure. Yeah, I I would definitely definitely need to rewatch the second one to fill in some of the gaps there. And I'm I, I get that I get that there's time in between, but I don't know. It's just weird. It was just weird. Yeah, because I think the tone's off. I think that's mm-hmm. part of it. That's why it makes me think that there's this weird adult slant that's like what it's just so weird i like it i like the weirdness that it it makes me unsettled in a funny way because it's just like what the fuck is this movie i guess it's i almost want to say it's so bad it's good type thing but it's it's really not bad but it's not good (laughs) but it's pretty good it's it's okay yeah yeah you appreciate um how did you phrase it you appreciate (laughs) when films know what they are and they run with it yeah so they knew they were going weird here. Yeah. And it's just weirder because it's the same director, too. It's just like, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm, I don't know. I'm okay with this movie. It's it's about as good as the best minions, probably. Heck no. Oh, those are fighting words. Those are fighting words. Despicable Me, the first of the minion franchise, is absolutely fucking amazing really yes oh my gosh it's so good it's so good not compared to this trash we need to watch it we need to watch it yeah i might need to rewatch some of the other minions minion movies despicable me 2 minions the rise of Gru. is there a despicable me 3 i'm not sure but the first one is awesome is it a classic is it a classic is it, is it old enough it might be how old is it Oh, I don't know. 2012, I would guess. 2013. No way. 2010. Holy smokes. It's even older than I thought. So, yeah. I mean, and there's the uh, ride at Universal. So, if you're at Disney or Universal, you might be pretty good. I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe not Disney. Some of those rides at Disney need to get upgraded, man. Magic Kingdom needs a renovation stat with some of those old, crappy, shitty rides. It's fair. Or maybe I went to Magic Kingdom a little too old in my life. That's fair. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) I did like uh, some of the fun they had with getting some close-ups of the trolls when things got very dramatic. I thought those were pretty cool. I think at one point, um, some of Branch's brothers were... I don't know. They were saying s- s- dramatic things and it looked like the, the camera would pan in on them. Almost like a kind of found footage type of feeling. And I mean, it almost felt like they were about to say, get that camera out of my face. <laughs> so I like those. That's weird. That's weird too. To get that is that, weird. That's, that's that a weird, is weird feeling. I'm going to tell you one thing that creeped me out a little bit, talking about weird and unsettling, was the... I can't remember the trolls' names, but the 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 sexy one, the one that got got a dad bod, became a dad. Oh, uh huh. His kids were creepy as fuck. That was probably my favorite scene where the kids they had pink eye, and then they all had pink, or one of them had pink eye, and then all of them had pink eye, and it was like really weird. That was <laughs> weird. It's like totally unsettled by that. It it was weird first of all that he hooked up with someone out of his species. Yeah. 
that's weird and then they had a bunch of kids and like they made a joke i think about how does that work mm-hmm. and then she was like i still don't know how it works and it was like what what and then you had the whole pink eye thing it's weird it was weird <laughs> what did you think about the overall plot and just how everyone has a lost sibling well it's they made fun of themselves they did so they embraced it i'm like okay it's not this just convenient for convenience sake thing but it is at the same time did we have a lesson here that we normally have with kid animated films yeah which is what is it just that family is important if family is so important why did well i was gonna say why did poppy's dad totally abandoned her sister and not go look for her and just assume she was dead but i don't know if there was an explanation there i don't remember what the dad's fucking excuse was if family's so important yeah that's that's a pretty big deal (laughs) (laughs) and none of branch's brothers came back really after all these years there's four of you five of you i don't know motherfuckers and you let a baby branch alone with an old senile person that died? No one checked in on him? Well, as we know, babies in this, in the trolls world, are pretty capable. So maybe not that big of a deal for okay. the baby. All right. Because, you know, the baby diamond guy. Oh, yeah. He's he's only a few weeks old and he's <laughs> he's ready to go. That's true. That's true. He's fucking driving. It's kind of funny. There's like this theme of you like your family when you conveniently need them. <laughs> That's not a good lesson for kids. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that about right, though? I mean, yes. Yes, it is. I like Veneer's whole thing where he's he's really conflicted about doing what he's doing and working with his sister. <laughs> cause he, he, but he's scared of her. And <laughs> That's funny. And he yeah. wants to make money and be famous and whatever, yada, yada, yada. But there's a, there's a funny just... I don't know. He reminded me of James from Pokemon yes that's a good uh comparison for these two because he's kind of like doing things just for jesse yeah i i don't know if the lesson here is just there's power in family i don't buy it and if the lesson is truly family's there when you need them and only when you need them i don't like that (laughs) (laughs) i like that i guess there's some some um realness and authenticity to that it sounds like (laughs) (laughs) but no we're trying to teach kids that that's not okay it sounds like walt dorn may have had a bad thanksgiving last year or something oh my god (laughs) at christmas he's like you know what fuck my family (laughs) watch this oh man during the scene when poppy and her sister find out they're sisters and they reunite and viva calls her hermana which is sister in spanish i don't know how i feel about not only movies but just people in general saying one spanish word yeah like it's supposed to really hit home yeah like i i I don't get it i don't get it like i don't know i don't know what i'm about to say here but it's like when you're interacting with a white person and then all of a sudden they say gracias and you're like 
okay you're you're welcome like do you do that on your day-to-day or is it just because I'm Hispanic here you felt obligated to say that because I don't know I don't know you on your day-to-day you know I'm not there I would have to ask somebody that you're close to and see if you actually do that or if like I I don't know did you did you say that Spanish word because it's Camila Cabello because there's no nothing here to represent you as Hispanic you are blonde as fuck and you're a troll you're pink I, I mean for all we know there is no such thing as hispanic caucasian black anything in this world yeah and I, I guess it sounds like i'm going on a rant but it's just i don't know it's weird it's weird when people do that it's weird when movies do that i do not understand the point like are you trying to impress are you trying to be more like culturally representative and sensitive well, in this movie, they definitely said to themselves, Camila Cabello, she is, she's Hispanic. We got it. We, got, <laughs> we know what we're doing. We're naming her Viva, first of all. Exactly. And then we're going to make her say something Spanish. I've known people who just say hola, like just period. That's just how they say hello. So there are people out there who just say that one Spanish word and that's just, that's it. But why? I don't know. I, I just. I'm trying to think if there's one french word that i say we i i mean yeah i guess i do i do that and there is like a a swahili word i'll randomly use every once in a while an italian word i'll use every once in a while but do you use it ironically it's not really ironic but it's the best it's how we use the it's one way we use the word ironic because when i say we i'm making fun of the french because they sound funny yeah i don't i don't know (laughs) I'm trying to use it to kind of show off that I know other words in other languages make me, you know, feel smarter than I actually am. But if I'm around a French person, am I going to pop that out? I don't know. I worked in my previous job. I worked with a bunch of Italians and I definitely did not say any Italian words around them just in case I fucking said it wrong or I doubt hurt someone's feelings, but... No, you can't hurt an Italian's yeah, feelings. Yeah, that, that's fucking true. They hurt my feelings, yeah. really. But uh, I don't know. I just, you didn't go spaghetti, lasagna. <laughs> you didn't do any of that shit? No. Probably would have gotten fired. But um, yeah, no, that, that was just weird. It's weird. It's just a weird thing that happens, and I've noticed it my whole life. It's weird. I agree. And I've noticed it my whole life, too. It's... And it pops up in all kinds of movies. And it's mainly Spanish. It's always Spanish here in the United States. Yeah. That's, that's just because of how close they are. Because I would imagine that thing, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a little disingenuous to say in other places because the biggest movies are made in the United States and the most movies are made in the United States. So it's just, it's not quite one to one. But statistically, you may be able to look at it, but with like maybe the British... They do the same thing with the French, maybe. They might even do Spanish, actually, (laughs) because Spain's right next door, too, to them. But they're a lot closer geographically. Because, like, France, for example, is, what, an hour away from Italy, Spain, Germany? They're all right there. So I guess in my head, that would make more sense for them to use each other's languages because they're right there, so close, compared to us. But... But U.S. is right next to Mexico. Yes. 
But there's states in the U.S. that are like a day <laughs> away from Mexico. Yeah. It's weird. I get it. I totally get it. Because, okay, the movie um, industry, that makes more sense because they're they're over there. Very close. And, I mean, you know, Mexico has Baja, California, which is in Mexico, and it all connects. So, okay, I get that. But I'm, I'm talking about random people here in Mississippi saying some of those things i don't know it it, it doesn't bug me you you for all i care practice your spanish yeah, say whatever you want say whatever you want all right i'm just saying it's weird it's it's kind of like you know you've got someone in your life who doesn't maybe read or something and so doesn't have a real fleshed out vocabulary but has that one strangely advanced word <laughs> and they throw it out where they can and you're just like why do you say that? Why? What do you... You know, it's kind of like that. You know what that word is? What? In a lot of places. Maybe not... I don't... Maybe I don't hear it, but I see it a lot. Is plethora. plethora. That's like okay. one of those SAP words that everyone SAP learned. SAP word. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Everyone learned it. They think it sounds better than a lot. So it they, doesn't. They say plethora. It's an ugly word. It doesn't that, sound good at all. I think I've heard it <laughs> use. Like someone say it. I'm like, no, no, keep I'm I'm so glad you remember your SAP vocabulary, your ACT vocabulary. Good for you. But it doesn't sound good in conversation. Mm-hmm. Put it back. Sure. Put it back. Yeah. Use it in writing. It sounds better in writing. But yeah, I get that. I did read a review of someone saying that this was the worst time for this movie to come out because of justin timberlake with the whole britney spears uh memoir shit coming out and that if this movie got any negative reviews or bad reviews it's because of that because the of the hate J- uh, jt is getting right now well it's the highest rated <laughs> trolls movie (laughs) out of the three i just thought that was hilarious i mean that's kind of a funny thing to say because i don't know if anyone takes britney spears all that serious because she's a little bit psycho i mean she arguably needs help i as far as i can tell and not really a britney specialist but she seems to need help i mean once you shave your head one time (laughs) and you're who you are you know you're not a guy first of all and you're not the type of girl that shaves her head like britney is yeah you arguably need help you say jada pinkett smith needs help she needs help god (laughs) she needs more help than britney man does she even have alopecia (laughs) okay we're we're done i'm done for today does jada pinkett smith slap will smith (laughs) I'm sure she does. She slaps him somewhere. Oh, man. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that someone brought that up. Uh, That's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, especially because that that indicates maybe in a public sense that or public awareness that maybe this movie isn't for kids, you know, because kids aren't going to know. Kids don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. Kids don't know who Britney or JT are. And JT's not on here. His voice did. I bit my tongue. His voice is, but that's it. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought it was funny. And I, I mean, I may be wrong here, but I don't think JT has a very recognizable voice. His, his speech voice, his normal talking voice. I don't think a lot of animators do. I, we could probably count like 10, if that, that do, that you're like, oh, that's this person. Which is not good. You don't want that in animated films mm-hmm. at all. You want to be able to kind of disguise it because you don't want to. The last thing you want is an image of another character from something other animated movie or God fucking forbid a live action film. That's one reason fucking. Oh, my God. The bad guys, I think, came out last year or two years ago. Mm-hmm. That movie's so the voice acting is so bad in that movie <laughs> because they just don't give a fuck they're just playing themselves the each of the actors and stuff it's so Isn't bad the same director oh i don't know is it i think so he's a voice in it surprisingly damn so you just insulted to him i did that's a funny connection it's not my fault voice actors are terrible we need we need a reformation of voice actors people are bitching in hollywood about x y and z they be bitching about how voice actors suck some of them, a lot of them, most of them, 80% of them probably. Yeah, and people are bitching about Chris Pratt being Mario. He did a great job. Yeah, joke on all of you motherfuckers. Yeah. He did fine. He did fine. He did great. Not just fine. People thought he was going to re- be the next voice in the video games too, but he's he's not. Because the uh, uh, Ch- Charles, so I can't remember his last name, but he retired, of course. Mm. Yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Originally, I gave this a letterbox score of 2.5, but uh, I think I might bring that down. Oh, it's down. Mm-hmm. It's a, you're on the down slope. Hmm. Yeah. You, yeah. Didn't, you didn't convince me of anything besides the weirdness. No, I didn't try, but <laughs> I gave it a two. I think I'm I'm going with a two as well. And I'm like, I kind of want to bring it down to 1.5 because it's not a proper two in my mind. A proper two is is district nine maybe Mm, in my mind it's hard to say because district nine is even floating to a 2.5 in my mind to some degree Mm -hmm. because the my you know my whole thing i like to whip out every once in a while is the baseline of how of a quality of a movie and district nine fits that perfectly which doesn't fit a two or 2.5 in my mind if it's a 2.25 like the in-between space is the baseline of what a movie should be <laughs> but i can't rate that on letterbox so easily so but so and this isn't isn't as good as district nine i don't like it as much it's definitely not as good as district nine no but it it is in a vacuum kind of way the voice acting's good the production's good the writing's fine the jokes are jokes you know they either hit or they don't they you know they all you can do is really applaud them for trying it's it's got some weird themes. It's got some. It's got a weird point. It's got a weird underlying Amy Schumer joke, which I can't help but to applaud. So it's just like, I don't hate this at all. I don't think this is serviceable. I think this is better than serviceable. You know, so it's it lives in a weird space for sure. It's better than Uncharted, but it's not as good as Of Mice and Men. You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. It's yeah I I have to sit. I have to sit with this one for a bit because uh, it, it it keeps going down every second. Now I'm at 1.9. <laughs> yeah, just, just lock it. Lock it in to a 2. 2, 2. Good. All right, good. it's a 2. All right, man. Well, thank you for watching this movie with me. You're welcome. Do you have a budget guess for me? 
Yeah, I have 125 million, but I... <laughs> Why so much? I don't know. It felt long as fuck, but that might have been me. <laughs> it's an hour and 32 plus. Oh, shit. I thought plus, this was that's like... That's with credits. I thought this was like two hours. Nah, man. Okay, well, um, it felt long. It's animated. They had several animated styles sprinkled in here or there. Mm -hmm. It's a super high production animation. It's too. DreamWorks. So, uh, yeah, I figured at least 100, if not a little more. That's fair. It says here that was 95 million, so you're in the ballpark. Less than 100? Less than 100. I guess the, the rule of thumb, maybe, with high quality production um animated production is maybe a million dollars per minute a million dollars per minute so if the movie's two hours that's a hundred and twenty dollars uh it's a hundred and twenty million dollars that sounds about right and how much spider-man was i don't remember <laughs> i should probably write these down yeah but uh world tour trolls world tour was 90 to 110 so right in the same yeah, and usually show. the next one goes up a little bit, so... Oh, shit, but that one didn't make any money. Oh, how much? It made... The box office was $48 million. Hmm. There, there must have been a COVID-related thing within that, where it got released to... <laughs> yeah, it got released April 10, 2020. Mm, and yeah. COVID hit hard in March. Okay. And everything started shutting down in March. Yeah. So that... Okay, all right. Disingenuous box office yes. score, yeah, for yes. sure. It says here that the box office numbers right now are one fifty-two million. Okay, it's still at theaters. Right. Uh, it's been there for a while, so it'll probably round out around uh, maybe one seventy, which is not not very good, not very good for this because we got major ensemble cast, people like JT, Anna Kendrick, the Goods, they, the Goods, <laughs> all of them Goods, all of them Goods. They're probably very expensive, so. This might be the last Trolls movie we see. God, I hope so. But they introduced new characters, so I don't know. Maybe they'll do a show. I think they already have one. Well, now they'll do a show with Viva and Branch's brothers. I was going to say Brock. Yeah, they're going to recast Viva. Yes, for sure. She's not going to want to do that shit. Hell no. Get Get another Hispanic. Shit. We won't know. We won't notice. Yeah, we can't tell the difference. You know what? Just don't even get another Hispanic. We won't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a troll. That's hilarious. You know what? Just get an AI <laughs> at this point. <laughs> we don't even need a person. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, thank you for talking about this movie. This was um, this was a fun talk, right? Yeah, I had fun. I had fun uh, semi-bashing this movie. It's hard to bash it because it's just, it's not trash, you know? And I I like that. I like it when something is not trash, when yes. it so easily could have been. I guess that's one reason I maybe have a soft spot for this film because it so, so easily could have been the worst animated movie of the year. But that goes to Teenage Kraken, of course. Of course. Good job, Teenage Kraken. You managed, you managed to be the worst movie of all time. That's actually impressive. <laughs> they deserve an award for that for sure. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of The Filmistines over on Apple Podcasts, Patreon, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts for a few more weeks. 
Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go check out the movie. It's not as bad as you might think. That's all I'm going to say. That's the tagline. That should be their tagline. Not as bad as you think. But until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives in the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon at patreon.com slash And follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners. So if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching, keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Filmasteins signing off. Nice.